Welcome everyone. My name is Rochelle Morlock. We are so glad that you are joining us for our first episode. And I'm Sherry Konzak, and we are your hosts for Growing Women of Faith podcast. Sherry, how are you doing this morning? I mean, technically it is your evening because yes, that it is, is morning here. <laughs> it's morning here in Kansas City, actually yes. 7, a, 7 a.m. And it is 7 p.m. here in Thailand. Yes, it is. <laughs> but I'm doing pretty good. Te- Thanks. Good. <laughs> Well, technology is truly amazing, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It keeps us connected. So, um, we, yeah. So, I met Rochelle in 2016, for those of you who don't know, through a mutual friend named Rachel. And um, I did not actually meet Rochelle face to face right away, but through Facebook Messenger, because Rochelle told me, oh, you need to meet this missionary that lives in the you mean, same you Rochelle mean, or Rachel. Sorry. <laughs> Rachel oh. Rochelle. Sorry, I get confused. <laughs> Not really it's confused, okay. but the names are similar. Sorry. But anyway, so Rachel is the one that told me I t- needed to meet Rochelle and that she lived in this she lived in the same area. And that was when I was st- in the States on my furlough. And her husband Zeb were in Thailand. And um, at the time she was pregnant. So what happened is I just Facebook messaged her and asked her if she needed anything from America before I returned home to Thailand. And then when yeah. I found out she lived in my same Mubon as me, it shocked me because not many, actually not many foreigners live in this Mubon I live in, but I actually like that fact. I like that we live in a more Thai Mubon because it it makes you feel more like connected in, in like more, um, how, how would I say it? more authentic i guess like i don't know if that's the right word but anyway so when it was a total go ahead okay for our listeners do you want to tell them what a move on is because that's a thai word yeah move on means neighborhood it means neighborhood sorry i forget sometimes (laughs) but it was i do it still (laughs) and then when i'm in america i speak thai and forget all my all my english words right yeah really funny but it was a totally God that brought us together. And then when I met Rochelle, I actually shared my heart with her for women's ministry that I did conferences with the national we work with here in Thailand and asked if she would pray about coming along with me and helping me teach. And the cool thing is I love that she had the same heart for women as well. And I didn't know at the time, but it just it was just beautiful how, it, how our friendship and that just was our main connection. And from this friendship, we were able to create what is now called Bloom International. And Rochelle and I co-founded Bloom International. As of now, we have hosted nine women's conferences in three countries and have had an impact over 500 women to date. We have successfully started a mentorship program, which right before we all went into this like COVID-19 lockdown, I was able to go up to the jungles in Northern Thailand back in March, right before the lockdown became official. And um, I think it was we, the literally that the weekend. Day. Yes, the day yeah. I came back, we right. were our lockdown was starting at 6 p.m. and I got back at 4 p.m. <laughs> I was just I was like going to get back home before our curfew started. <laughs> I was not about to get arrested. <laughs> I know. 
But within that, we were only supposed to host 12 of our main leaders, but then other leaders found out. So we ended up hosting 25 women. And it was a weekend filled with teaching them what it means to be a leader within their own communities and villages. And I introduced them a curriculum they could teach our identity in Christ and who they are in Christ. And it was just fun to be with them. And and also was able to take a um, survey of things that they wanted to teach in their community, the things they wanted to mentor their community, which was really awesome because it went along with um, the curriculum that we were teaching as well. So it, and there's other things on there that they um, wanna learn too. But we understand that we will never be able to make a direct Im- impact the way the women can. So that's why we had both prayed and want to start this mentorship program because the goal is to have them multiply and go into their own communities. Cause I, me and Rochelle can't be in every community and that's not what we want. We want them to be able to reach their own communities the way they can. And it's just beautiful to see these women so hungry to do that and the love they have for the women in their own community as well. And we also have several other programs and projects that we do under Bloom International. So please visit our webpage at www. I will spell it for you guys. Bloom, I-N-T-L dot org. So I can say that again. It's www. dot org to learn more. Sherry, did you ever anticipate from our first conference, December 2016, uh, 44 women, we would have been sitting here talking about Bloom International and being in three countries now and serving over 500 women? No, it never would have thought possible. And the funny thing is, every time we talk, I always tell Rochelle, so in the future, like meaning like years down the line, for some reason, it doesn't work that way with us. When I say that, God's always like dropping things like, okay, this arised and I we pray about it. And I'm like, I think we're supposed to do this now. So that uh, kind of yeah. makes us laugh. But with faith and trust in the Lord, all things are possible. And God just, it was a God thing. He just created bloom like from our hearts and to see the need that it was needed. So yeah, it was just awesome. I just I just love how it happened. And yeah, God gets all the glory for it. And I kind of laugh too, because I think Rochelle feels the same way. I tell people, I'm like, I honestly have no idea what I'm doing at times, but that's, I think when God just gives you the grace to go ahead and do it, as long as you're in obedience with him, you mm-hmm. just do it, he gives you the grace. Because I'm like, I sometimes think, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. And Sherry, to bounce off that. Yes. Like there's so many times where I know for me personally, and like you just said, for you, you don't feel worthy enough to do this. And I truly Mm -hmm. believe just talking to others in my life that are filled with wisdom the individuals that feel that they aren't worthy enough are the individuals God can use. Yes, I totally agree. It's, I mean, there's every single day I am just like, I'm not, I'm not worthy enough. And here we are 
co-founders of Bloom International and God continually is growing it day by day. And right. yeah, That's and true. from that, to kind of bounce off what I just said, here we are recording our first episode of Growing Women of Faith podcast. And we have we are using and are able to use this platform to help grow Bloom International. And we see that um, we, for those obviously listening to this during the coronavirus, you know that many of us are locked down as essentially, you know, right now we're coming to the end of it, but many of us are still working from home or at home and we have our kids at home. So to have this podcast and to hear other women speaking truth and growing in their faith is giving other women hope or allowing women that don't necessarily have a relationship yet with God, but we're able to have influence and be leaders within this type of community. So, right. It's so true. I just feel so blessed that you and I are getting to co-host this podcast as well together, even though we are literally on different continents 8,000 plus miles away from each other that's true but we make it work and it works because you're a morning person and I'm a night owl so we make it work yeah yeah it's so great function better is yeah and um just to let you guys kind of get a understanding of what we do as well because we don't just do this the podcast you guys have now heard where we run bloom international and i am back here in america i lived in thailand for three years but god brought my husband and i and my baby girl um and we've since then added a little boy in the picture of being here in america for the past two years but I'm the co-founder and the president, and uh, Sherry is the co-founder as well for Bloom and also our international director. So she's the missionary. She's the, she is literally the frontline person that gets to do all the action. And sometimes I'm very jealous because I miss it so much, but I am beyond (laughs) proud of you. Thank you. And you do such a wonderful job right now. (laughs) No, you do such a wonderful job. And, and we both have our different giftings and talents that God's called us to do. So it just works out well that God's called you to be there and, you know, be the voice when I'm not there and I can be your voice and be Bloom's voice here. So it works out perfect. Yeah. It just works out well. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Well, I want to share a little um, to you guys about our mission with Growing Women of Faith podcast. We are committed to encouraging, inspiring, and empowering women across the globe to experience a deeper relationship with Jesus. We are dedicated to strengthening women of faith. Together, we can grow by sharing authentic testimonies and devotionals of women 
whom's personal relationships in their everyday lives can encourage and equip women with confidence so that together we can grow the kingdom of God with glory. And our verse that we choose to live by under our podcast, if you want to say, is let your roots grow deep into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth that you were taught and you will overflow with thanksgiving. And this is Colossians chapter two, verse seven. And today I am actually going to be the one that shares with you. Yay! And I am going to <laughs> I am going to share on faith. I sharing I felt like I mean growing women of faith. We felt like it would be good to share on that word specifically. And I'm gonna share on my experience. Um, and how God's grown me through my life, um, specifically. And Sherry, in a couple of episodes, is going to share on her experience as well. Yes. So, yeah. And I'm going to get started. (laughs) Yes, please. You have an amazing testimony. One of my... Well, thank you. One of my favorite verses that I choose to live by, if you want to say, is found in Hebrews, and it's Hebrews 11, verse 1. So if you guys want to turn to it or write it down so you can go back and look. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. See. Faith is believing in God's character and believing in God's promises, who he says he is, and he will do what he says. We may not at times understand why we are being faced with situations, but when we believe that God is fulfilling his promises, we truly are able to demonstrate true faith. And there are so many accounts throughout the Bible when people show true faith and God has been able to provide for them. And today I am actually going to share uh, an experience and I'm going to be honest, (laughs) there is a lack of faith and there is when I finally give it over and have true faith. And I will say It's been interesting to see how when I said I had faith, I really didn't on some occasions. And when I finally gave it over to God. Um, So, yeah. As to date, I have had five surgeries to have cysts removed from my ovaries. And just so you guys know, I am still very young. I'm only 34 years old. So I I think that's young. (laughs) If you would have asked me when I was 20, I would have said 34 was really old. (laughs) (laughs) At the age of 19, I was told that my body was no good for babies. I was in pain 
all the time. And I had so much fear about, first off, why I was facing this chronic pain. And not only that, for anyone that I cared for, I was afraid to tell them that I could possibly not be able to bless them with babies if they chose to be with me. Um, <clears throat> I remember saying to God at one point, how dare him do such a thing to me? And by the time I was 26, I had already had three surgeries. I felt like I was truly worthless. My third surgery, they told me I should just have everything removed because it was doing me no good, but I refused. I refused because deep down I knew God still had plans for me. When I met my husband that first week, actually, <laughs> he probably thought I was crazy. <laughs> but now that I look back, whatever, it's been like eight years, so. <laughs> I love how open you are, um, too, with people. You're like, just tell them how it is. <laughs> I know, right? That first week we were talking, I told him, you know, if you want kids, you should probably find someone else because I probably am not going to be able to give you any. And at this point, I was about to turn 27, obviously, and I was facing a great deal of pain. Um, and what most doctors say is chronic pain because you don't really know when it's gonna start and when it's gonna end. And medicine did nothing really, uh, pain medicine. And I guess I should tell you, obviously he accepted me for who I was. Yeah. <laughs> and. A month before our wedding, I ended up having to have an emergency surgery. And at this point, they literally looked at me and they're like, uh, you just need to have a hysterectomy, like get rid of everything because you, nothing is good. And I fought back all the tears and I firmly told them no. <laughs> and after our first year of after our first year of marriage, I really started to have a longing for a baby. It didn't help that social media, all my friends were announcing, oh my goodness, we're expecting. And then they started saying, oh, you know, it's a girl or a boy because they had their gender parties. And then of course they would post their picture of having their baby and I, I just got into a point where I was in depression, if you want to say. Like, I I ached for a baby. I longed for a baby so much. And another year went by, and in that time, <laughs> we had made a commitment to move overseas to be full-time missionaries in Thailand. And just three months before leaving, we found out I was pregnant and I actually laughed at the nurse <laughs> and I told her, no, no, I'm not pregnant. I and she said, sweetheart, <laughs> you are pregnant. Indeed, you're really pregnant. 
And I broke down and I started crying right there. And the lady was like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Like, and she actually, she touched me and she said, sweetheart, there are choices if this is not something you want. And my husband looked at her and was like, no, she's not crying because we don't want it. She's crying because she's been told for the last 10 years she couldn't have a baby. Um, so just, it was so crazy and, and God's timing. So mm -hmm. here I am, I'm beyond happy. But at the same time, I was so mad at God because I was leaving my family in three short months. I told this is not, I told him this isn't what I wanted. I didn't want to be leaving for the mission field and having a baby. I envisioned my mom being there, my family being there, having a baby shower, you know, those, all those wants. And it wasn't fair. I was taking that all away from my family. We had many people that were excited because honestly, <laughs> they thought, oh, yay, they're pregnant. They're not gonna actually go onto the mission field. And we made that commitment and we still knew that God was calling us and we went. We packed our bags, four bags in total. We had no language, no car, no home, enough funds for three months to support us. <laughs> and literally we went on faith. And God made sure that throughout the three years we were in Thailand, loving on people that he cared for us and he loved on us. And we found a vehicle. Now, let me just tell you this vehicle and Sherry can vouch. Oh my gosh. This vehicle. So we had a work ministry truck as well, but it was a stick shift. And I was terrified to drive this because in Thailand, you drive on the opposite side of the road and you're already going, you're already facing many new obstacles. And Thailand is one of the number one countries, like worst countries to drive in. So let me just say that as well. So I was like, no, I'm not doing it. So we were blessed. My in-laws gifted us with some funds so I could buy a little car <laughs> and it was a Honda City, which they don't, it's basically like a Honda Civic here in America. And it was a 1996. So let me just tell you, when it rained, it actually would rain inside my car. And um, we also had many occasions where spiders would be flooding inside the car. And like at one point I had spiders crawling up my oh legs. Oh my gosh. I am not kidding you. Guys, I'm literally not lying. Um, in the back seat, uh, on a few occasions, you could see geckos just crawling. <laughs> like they, I was like, "What is happening?" And 
we went back to America and our car sat for about three months. And when we got back to Thailand, our my car was an actual greenhouse and we had to take it and get it like cleaned out. It was horrible. But at the same time, I'm like, God, this is a blessing because I have feels. <laughs> so <laughs> it's okay. God provided. The funny thing. We didn't say we wanted like a really nice car. We just said, give us a car, right? You didn't say which one, <laughs> so he gave you a car. <laughs> I know, he provided. And we had no home. And we found the car, obviously, and we found the house, and the house was perfect. Um, it was the first house we ever had together as a married couple, and it was really funny. When we went to see the house, it had everything beds, furniture, table, everything we needed. And we were just like, uh, does this come with the house? And they're like, yes, if you rent the house, all this stays. And we're like, and it had bedding on the bed, guys. It was just amazing. We're like, okay. And the lady, she looked at me and she said, I see you're pregnant. And I said, yes. And she goes, I have a baby crib. Do you want me to bring it? I was like, uh, yes, we will take the house. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, so, and one of the most important things is he gave us a family. And that that was something that was so important to me. And he gave us the most precious people that we could ever ask for. Um, we ended up meeting two women on the mission field that had relationships with their loved ones that weren't the greatest with their children. And my my daughter ended up becoming their granddaughter, if you want to say. They actually were in the delivery room with me. Uh, they labored with me when I was having Lainey. And it was, I mean, literally they were my moms. And I am so grateful for them. And if you girls are listening, I just want you to know you were and you still are a true blessing in our lives. And uh, also, Sherry. Sherry um, is Aunt Sherry to my four-year-old. And that's literally, she She doesn't know Sherry any different as, I mean, she's family. So, she knows Aunt Sherry sleeps in. From, so when she tries to ring I my know, doorbell right? at 7 a.m., Sherry ain't answering. <laughs> I know. I know. It's so funny. Um, but from my lack of faith and finally finding my faith in Christ wholeheartedly, and I say when I found my faith wholeheartedly, was when I surrendered my life and gave up my life. And I, I say this and it sounds so crazy, but I gave up my life and I died and gave my life to Christ. If you want to say, I was already a Christian, but I finally surrendered. And I said, God, do with me as you want and do with me as you will. And he sent me to Thailand. <laughs> so I literally had to surrender my life and surrender my, myself. And my deepest dream 
was given to me. Now I'm not saying that you're supposed to like give up everything and move overseas, but from my lack of faith to me putting my whole trust in God, I found true happiness and true faith. I tell people a lot of times I felt, and I still do, I feel like Sarah, um, her story and how at first she laughed and then she believed. And if I chose to not allow God to use me, or even if I chose to stay in America after finding out we were pregnant, my life right now would look quite different. I probably wouldn't be recording this podcast first off. <laughs> but, <laughs> right, Sherry? I wouldn't know probably. you. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that would just be crazy. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what is God allowing? To, ha- to happen in your life, but you are not allowing it to happen, even though God is speaking to you. Being, maybe it's the timing, maybe you're not qualified, you feel. You have kids or just not enough energy. When you allow God to use you and to have true faith, he can use you to change not just your life, but others. Because I allowed him to use me, I've been able to share my story of longing for children and not feeling of value to women of all walks of life and prayed over them. I have seen with my own eyes transformation in others because of my own faith. I've I've prayed with women that have just had Silverhurst pen. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> I've prayed with women that have looked at me straight in the eyes and said, I have no worth because I can't give my mother in law a baby. Because that's their worth as a child. They don't see worth in themselves any other way. Like, because of my story, because of me allowing God to build my story that I have to share. Like I said, I've been able to watch others be transformed. And it's so amazing. And if you look at Hebrews 11 verses 11, it talks about Sarah. And it says, it was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a Though she was barren and was too old, she believed that God would keep his promise. Now let's look at Matthew. Matthew 17, verse 20 and 21. And Jesus is referring to the 12 disciples, just so that you guys have a little background, okay? You don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. I tell you the truth. If you have faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. And that's Matthew chapter 17, verses 20 and 21. If we feel weak as Christians, we should examine our faith, making sure that we are trusting in God's power. This is not to say that we pray, what we pray for will happen in our way and in our timing. I know I have found myself 
time and time again where I lack the ability to go to God because I think I can fix the problem or I know the solution or I know the answer, whatever it is. But nothing good comes from what I try to do. Not once did it cross my mind that he was preparing my life and my heart for my ministry for him when I was going through all that pain, all those tears, all those nights that I cried myself to sleep, all those times that I read post after post in wishing I had a child, that he was preparing me for a bigger purpose that I had not seen yet, which is crazy to think about. As Christians, we will be faced with trials and this will allow us to grow deeper in Christ. So my question for you today is, what's stopping you? What's stopping you from having that faith and putting your full trust completely in him. Yes. Well, thank you for sharing, Rochelle. I love your story just because I've been able to um, hear it and know know the um, background when I met you. And um, one thing I want to say, though, is that um, when you were telling your story, how you prayed so long and then you told Zeb that you weren't going to that you couldn't have kids so he still wanted you and all that i just thought that was kind of fun that you just straight up did that <laughs> but also also truthful you were truthful and then you went on and you're sharing your story how you prayed but you know when you didn't have faith for yourself and the one thing i have learned is when you don't have the faith for yourself your friends have the faith for you and it's not a bad thing that you know like because sometimes you're going through so much and you lose faith and you're like okay lord i prayed for this for so long like you prayed so long for a baby and then the doctors told you with all your problems you can never have one and then you finally get pregnant and then you're crying on the table with the nurse and and she's saying oh we don't have to have this and your husband's saying that no she's crying because she's happy you know, and um, I just love that. I love that story because it shows as women, everybody goes through different things. There are women out there that are going through similar issues like you, but don't lose faith. Know that God hears your deepest cries. He knows, he knows. And in his timing, all things are made beautiful. And then you also said um, earlier that you were mad at God. And I just thought, you know, we as Christians, and I know in my life, I've been mad at God too, but there, there are times where it's okay to be mad at God because he can take it. He can take everything we throw at him. He's God. I mean, why not? Why not just give it to him? He can take it all. And then one thing that really touched me is um, when you spoke on how you, you were pregnant with Lainey and then God called you to move here and you were you didn't know if you should or you, you know, just because you're leaving your family to go into something new, to go, to come to Asia, yeah. you know, and your family's questioning you, like, why are you leaving? You're pregnant and all this, you know, and sometimes God has to take us out of one place to grow our faith even more in another place without the distractions of certain people that, that we know that can distract us. I don't know if that makes sense, but, um, oh, it's so true. I think it's so true that if we're not going to do it ourselves, you know, sometimes God opens that door for us to 
opens that door and pushes us because he knows that we wouldn't do it on our own strength. So he pushes us out and then we can go into his calling and grow in our faith that way without people pressure, without the people in our life that have pressured us before. So I just, I just yeah. want to say thank you for sharing. And one thing I want to leave um, with you as my pastor always says is when you step out in faith, opportunities come. So just jump, jump in the waters and jump into the deep and step out in faith, ladies. You guys are beautiful and we love you and we know you can do this. Well, guys, it was a pleasure to hang out with you all today. I hope that we could be a little joy and a little hope and bring you a little laughter for your day. And don't forget to subscribe to Growing Women of Faith podcast so that you will get a notification every time we add a new episode.